Amen. Are you guys excited for the word? Yeah. yeah. Uh, turn with me. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go back to the beginning. The beginning of all beginnings. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. If you have your Bibles, just turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This beginning that Moses is writing about is talking about the introduction of the dimension of time when God created time as a dimension. In the beginning, this beginning is very different from the beginning that John wrote in John 1 verse 1 where he said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So this beginning is very different from what John explained. John was talking about the beginning, the eternal past. But here Moses is writing about when, when God introduced the dimension of time. And when he introduced the dimension of time, when he created time as a dimension, the first thing that he did was create heavens and the earth. So he created time and then he created heavens and the earth. Heavens is plural, meaning there are multiple kinds of heavens. Heavens usually does not just refer to a geographic location up there. Heavens ref usually represents a superior reality. That means there are multi-dimensional superior realities that God created apart from the earth. So he created a physical reality in which we could live, in, we, in which we could experience life and enjoy relationships. But he also created heavens. Not just one heaven, there are multiple heavens. heavens. And each heaven has, has a particular, you know, it's, it's, it's of a varying quality. So you can have from inferior kind of a reality moving into superior realities. So God created space. But before he created space, he created time. And after he created time, he created space, which we call heavens and the earth. Are you following me? Follow me. I'm taking you somewhere. Next verse. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So... God created time, God created space, but that was not enough. The earth was empty, the earth was formless, it was dark. So what, it, what does it require now? The next thing that God does is he creates light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now my question is, we live in a space-time world which we call the world of matter, right? Everything that we encounter is matter. Before God created matter, he created light. The first thing that God did was create light. And this light is very different from the light of the sun because God creates the sun later. So this is not that kind of a light. It's, it's, it's a supernatural light that God created. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and it came out of that very same darkness. Light is not matter. Light is energy. So before God would create matter, he created energy. See, God is so intentional about what he's doing. He first creates time, then he creates space, and then he creates energy, and then he creates matter. Aren't you glad that you weren't created the first day when there was nothing? Just imagine you were created the first day and then you were like, what am I doing here? Everything is formless, everything is void, everything is dark. God created man on the sixth day according to Genesis 1 and he did that after everything was created. Can I say this prophetically? That you came at the right time. You were born in the right family. God prepared everything for you even before you came. He timed it right. He's a God of timing. 
He is not delayed. He is not early. He is a God of the right, perfect timing. So he knew that this is your destiny for which you are sent on this earth and he prepared everything that it requires for you to finish that destiny and he sent you at the right time in the right family. So stop complaining that your parents are not enough, that your background is not enough, that the geographic location where you're born is not enough, your education is not enough because I'm telling you God does not make mistakes. He was very intentional. He's a master planner. He knew it. He knew if you had to fulfill your God-given destiny, he knew when was the right time and the right place for you to be born in. So God creates time, then he creates space, and then he creates light, energy. And, and you see, the thing about energy is, especially the thing about light is, light just does not shine on its own. It needs an energy source so if you see if you if you light a fire the fire is the source through which that light comes or you see the bulb you know the energy is like the electrical energy so when God said let there be light there was a supernatural light that came across the universe and that light was the evidence that God's life has come into the physical reality so God's life came from eternity into the physical reality to bring life into the universe that was dark, that was void, that was empty. Because light is the evidence of life. Light does not just shine on its own. Light needs an energy source and that energy source is life. We call it life. And the first light that came was God's supernatural light which came from his life. Are you following me? Now, now he starts creating different species. So let me just show you a couple of verses. Genesis chapter 1, read with me verse 11. And, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. So how did God create plants and trees? He spoke to the ground. So when he spoke to the ground, his word empowered the ground to bring forth trees and plants. Now how did he create fish? Read with me verse 20. And God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So for God to create fishes, he spoke into the waters. For God to create birds, he spoke into the air. So he spoke into the sky, he spoke into the air and birds appeared and then he spoke into the water and fishes appeared. So when his word is released into an atmosphere, his word brings the power to bring forth creatures. Next, verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. How did God create animals, creeping animals? He spoke into the ground. See, what I'm trying to say is God spoke into an atmosphere and his word gave that atmosphere the power to birth these species. And he only had to do it once and then because once he did it, he created a cycle of reproduction where they could reproduce on their own. So once God's word said it, it has the capacity to reproduce on its own by itself. See, because he is a God of efficiency. He doesn't have to recreate every time. He spoke it once and then it starts reproducing. Now my question to you is, how was man created? How was man created? God spoke every word that he spoke, he brought things into existence. He spoke, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke, let there be 
sky and there was sky. He spoke, let there be birds. There were birds. He spoke, let there be fish. And there were fish. How did humanity come into existence? Now, Genesis 2 verse 7. Read with me Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. This verse says that the Lord God formed the man out of dust. He, he gathered dust and he formed the man. He made like a sculpture. He was like a potter or a sculpture. He, he took out dust and he made a shape of a man. But here's the thing. You are not created out of dust. You are not created out of dust. Because what God created out of dust was your body. And you are not the body. See, have you been to funerals? Especially Christian funerals because they have like a casket open. And you can see the dead body. The body is there, but we call it dead. Why? Because what gives it life is not there. So you are not the body, you are not the mind, you are not the heart. You have the body, you have the mind, you have the heart, but you're not the body. You are a spirit being like God. That's why this says, verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground, which is talking about he formed the man, his body, his body was created from the dust, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. It was when God breathed his spirit into man's body, he came alive. And that's why when man's spirit leaves, that same body becomes dead. Death means separation. When spirit and body becomes one, you have life. When spirit and body separates, you have death. You are a spirit man. Let me say this again. You are a spirit man that is imperishable. Your body is perishable because your body is made out of dust. And that's why because your body is made out of dust, it has to go back into dust. But your spirit man is imperishable. Now come with me to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. So how were you created? If you were not created out of the dust, how were you created? You were created by God's word. Just like how God spoke the word and he created fish, animals, and the birds, he created you by his word. Then God said, let us make man, and you came into being. You were not created out of dust, you were created out of his word. Now, here's my question. My question is, whenever God said, he said to something. So when God said his word to the waters, fish, fish came. And when he said his word, he released his word to the sky, birds came. When he released his word to the ground, the vegetation and the animals came. So where did God release his word to bring you into existence? Where did God release his word? To bring you into existence. Say he spoke into himself. God said let us make man in our own image. You were created by the word. Through the word. From the word. The atmosphere in which God spoke for you to come into existence was the word himself. So just imagine with me, this is God the Father, this is God the Son, and God the Spirit. We have the Trinity in place. You have to, yeah, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, okay? Let us make man in our own image. So when God spoke his word to the water, fish came. So when God spoke into himself, man came. 
man came. Man was born in God. Man was created in God. Now, you have to understand this. If you take fish out of the water, what happens? It dies. When you take the bird and you change the atmosphere, you put it into the water, what happens? When you take a mammal and you put it in the water for a long time, what happens? It dies. See, the, the atmosphere from which it was created becomes the sustenance of its life. That's why we die when we are not in God. See, man ate from the knowledge of good and evil, and God said, if you eat from this knowledge of good and evil, what is going to happen? You're going to die. But we don't see death till 900 years. But the thing is, in dying, he died. That means the day he ate from that tree, in his mind, he was disconnected from God. And because he was disconnected from God, in dying, he experienced death. So just like fish need water for sustenance, birds need air for sustenance, we need God for sustenance because we are created in God. Do you understand how much word you need? Just like you eat food for energy, which is energy to your body, you need the word, which is energy to your soul and your spirit because you were created in the atmosphere of God's being. 1 Peter 1.23 says that you were born of the imperishable seed, which is the living and abiding word of God. You are born of God's word. That's why you need God's word. That's why you can't be just hearing God's word on a Sunday and all the other days, you know, fish out of water. You are meant to live in the reality of God's word at all times. The moment you step out of that reality in your mind, you are taking your entire experience of your body outside that reality and you, you feel choked. Ugh, pastor, please pray for me. I feel choked. You feel choked? Get back into the reality of God's word. That's why Sunday to Sunday... Believers all across the world feel the peace and joy of God, but then Monday to Saturday, they feel choked by their corporate lives and by the rat race of earning money and pursuing wealth. But the good news is that you can experience the reality of God's word each day. Each day. Say with me, each day. So you were created by the word, from the word, through the word. Word is your atmosphere. Word has become the sustenance of your life. So you need the word. Am I making sense? Now, think about this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh. This word, his name is Jesus. Now look at this. Jesus, what is the first miracle that Jesus does? What is the first miracle that Jesus does? He goes to a wedding. He's at a wedding. What do people do at a wedding? They eat. They enjoy. Man, people over here enjoy even in mission trips. But <laughs> they go for a wedding and they were eating. They were enjoying and then somebody tells Jesus' mother that the wine has run out. Now, in that society, I'm sure it's in our society too, that when wine runs out, it's like, it's, it's, it's a bad name for the family. It's about their dignity. The wine has run out. So they are all, you know, they are talking among themselves and wondering what are they going to do about their dignity. And Jesus' mother tells Jesus about this. To make this short, to make the story short, Jesus, he takes water, water that was meant for washing, he takes that water and he makes it into wine. Water. 
simple water he makes it into wine do you know what's the beauty of that miracle to make a good wine one you need a lot of time a lot of time is required to preserve the wine so that it is good that's why i've never had this so i have only have references from it from movies where they say you know this is like 1924 1800s i don't know how old that wine is but they say that the older the wine is the better so for jesus to perform that miracle where everybody testified that the wine was of excellent quality jesus had to compress time and he had to change matter so jesus in essence is saying in the beginning the one who created the beginning the time the one who created the spaces and the one who said let there be light here is it he in flesh he is compressing time and changing matter this is a very unique miracle of jesus because it shows the divinity of jesus this is like absolutely divine no no human can do this no one can do this there's another miracle that i want to talk about where jesus he asked peter go into the deep end of the sea and put your net put your nets and peter is like master we have toiled all night now tell me something is jesus the expert fisherman or peter so if peter is the expert fisherman that means when he said he toiled all night he's speaking out of his expertise and experience that means there was no fish in the sea is that true there's no fish in the sea so he's saying master there's no fish in the sea we have toiled all night and there was nothing but jesus said do it so when he obeyed the word of jesus he goes out into the deep end he puts his net he did not obey jesus jesus said put your nets he put his net if he had put his nets he would have received more see that's the thing about obedience he puts his net and then he they find so much of fish that the net is breaking that the boat is about to sink where did that fish come from it was not there before where did that fish come from it came because god spoke because jesus spoke it came from the water but it came because of his word now tell me something what cannot jesus let me say this again what can jesus not create in your life if he can create fish out of water that had no fish i believe he can do anything pretty much anything you know to to the pharisees he said they were having an argument about who is greater and to the pharisees he said before abraham i was he said before abraham i am <laughs> and then to nicodemus the pharisee he talks about he says the one who is born from above is greater than all so he's saying think about this i want you to relate it with genesis chapter 1 he's saying i am before time i am before this spatial reality that i have created because i am the light of the world so when god said let there be light it was the revelation of jesus jesus who has come from the superior supernatural realm coming into a physical reality so that we can have the same life that he has listen to this jesus said i am the light of the world and it absolutely makes sense yes jesus is the light of the world no no one wants to deny that but then later he tells his disciples you are the light of the world let's get this clear 
What do you mean, Jesus? Are we the light or are you the light? He's saying, I am the light of the world. But when you have me in the equation, when you are united with me, what I have becomes you. Meaning, when we have Jesus, you just don't have the light, you become the light. When you have Jesus, you just don't have love, you become love. Whatever he has becomes ingrained in your personality, ingrained in who you are. He's the righteousness, not Jeremy. Jesus is the righteousness. But because you have Jesus, you become the righteousness. So whatever Jesus has, when you come in union with Jesus, you become that person. You become that person. So Jesus is like the, he's like the perfect prototype of what it means, not just to be God, what it means to be human. We don't know what it means to be human. Jesus is the perfect example of what it means to be human. So our, our idea of human, you know what's the idea of human? To err is to be human. But that's not what Jesus says. He says, look at me. Learn from me. This is what it means to be human. Who can live in complete dependence to the source. Complete dependence. He says, I do not do anything of my own. Everything that I do is seeing what my father does. Hearing what my father does. So him being part of the Godhead, he is trying to show us by example that I can show you a life of surrender. And a life of surrender is a life of power. Learn from me. Imitate me. And I want to show you as an example. I am the example of humanity. Now, let me show you a couple of verses. John 3 was 31. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. See, when you have to understand something. Whenever Jesus talks about above and when he, when he talks about heaven, he does not necessarily mean geographically up there. When he says above, he means a superior reality. So he's talking about just like I have come from a superior reality, unless you are not born of the superior reality, you cannot see the reality of this kingdom. You have to be born of the superior reality. And here's the good news. The day you receive Jesus in your hearts, the day you receive the gospel, you are born of a superior reality. You're not born like Adam. That's why... Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47 onwards, he says, The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of the dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. What's he trying to say? Adam was created in glory. No doubt, he was created in glory. But he lost his glory because he chose to live by his own choices. Jesus, in Jesus, we are restored not just to Adam's glory, we are restored to the glory of Jesus. That means... What you have lost in Adam, you are restored to much more in Christ. Much more. Say with me, much more. Much more. There is no comparison. God was not just balancing the books. He thought, oh, you know what? This is the loss that I've had because of Adam. Let me balance the books by sending Jesus and just say profit and loss is just nullified. No. Jesus was not balancing the books. He did much more. He did much more. 
Did you lose in Adam? Oh yes, we lost our glory in Adam. But what you have gained in Christ is far more than what you have lost in Adam. You have gained far more. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 1 verse 4, even before the foundations of the earth, you were chosen. Meaning even before Genesis 1 happened, you were chosen. You were chosen. You were in God's mind. You were in God's mind. God had conceived you in his mind even before anything was created. So do you think that God is surprised by your life? The Bible says he sees the end from the beginning. God chose you before the foundations of the world, seeing your end from the beginning. So do you think God is surprised by your life? God is surprised by the turn of events that has happened. You might be surprised. You might be wondering, I never thought I was capable to do this. But God saw your ugly, bad, worse, worst. I don't know if there's anything more than that. But he saw all of that and he still said, I choose you. I choose you. You know, the beautiful thing about the gospel is we did not choose God. We have this illusion that we chose God. We did not choose Him. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me. I chose you. Just the very fact that you are here, you're listening to the gospel and your hearts are receptive to the voice of the gospel is an evidence that God chose you. He chose you. He chose you before the foundations of the world. He knew you even before he created anything. And he has a God-sized purpose for your life. God's purposes, God's dreams are not small, medium, large. They are God-sized purposes. He has great purposes for you. So even before he created time, he created you. You were in his mind. You were in the heart of God, but he released you on this earth at the right time. After he created everything, he created time, he created space, he created energy, he created matter, he created everything that you need to fulfill your destiny. He created all of that and then he released you on this earth. So you're wondering, what's my next career move? Can I tell you? In the eyes of God, God has already created it. It's done deal. What's my next mission trip? Where, where, is, where, are, you, where are you calling me, God? God does not have to recreate. He has done it. He has already prepared everything for you. Everything has been prepared from the beginning. So the day you were born... Everything was prepared for you. You just have to walk in the things that God has already prepared beforehand. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are God's masterpiece. Do you know that you are God's masterpiece? You are God's masterpiece. Masterpiece are one in a million. They are unique. They're unique. You are God's most highly prized, valued masterpieces. That God created you for good works. He created us for good works which he prepared beforehand so that you can walk in them. What are we doing? God created me. I did not create myself. God prepared the good works for me. I did not do it. What are you doing? You are just walking in the good works that God did. Amen. You're born from a superior reality. You're not just dust. You're born from a superior reality. You're born from God. You're born from God. Do you, do you understand what that means? You're born from God. First John chapter 5, verse 4, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Faith is the victory. You are born from God having the potential to overcome the world. You have the potential to overcome the world. Everything that is coming against you, 
you have the potential to overcome it. So overcome it. Overcome it. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, just take a moment just to thank God. Ah. You're not a mistake. You're not here by accident. You're not a mistake. You're not here by accident. You were not thrown into the world because of someone's random choice. You were created perfectly planned by the father of this universe. Oh, he's known as the Abba Father. Abba Father. Oh, he's our father. He's your father. He created you. You were wonderfully and fearfully made and you were sent here at the right time, at the right place, with the right resources. God has already blessed you with everything that you need for your destiny. God has blessed you with everything that you require for your destiny. You're not an earthly being, you're a heavenly being. You're born of heaven. Just like Jesus was born of heaven, you're born of heaven. You carry his DNA because he was born of God's word. You are also born of God's word. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and the Word came into her life and she gave birth to Jesus. Just like that, you received the Word as a seed when the Holy Spirit overshadowed you. Ah, you're not here by mistake. I want to say this again. You're not an accident. You're not here by mistake. God intentionally, purposefully created you. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Fearfully, wonderfully created for His purpose. You are here to reveal the glory of God not the glory of kings and princes that will pass away. You are here to reveal the eternal glory of God. Ah, you were created before time began. You were created before the heavens and the earth came into existence. You were created before even energy came into this world. You were in God's mind. God knows. God is a master planner of your life and He knows what you need. You are not here by an accident. You are the intentional creation of God. He created you intentionally, purposefully. Yes. believe this is a time of awakening today in your life to be stop being distracted from the worldly pleasures and the worldly stress and the worldly pressures of life but this is a moment of awakening for you to recognize that you are born of God's word you are born of God's word you're not just called to somehow make it in life you're called to thrive and to rule and reign in life you're called to rule and reign in life. So come on, stand up at your feet and get awakened to the reality that God has for you. There is a heaven's reality inside of each one of you. 
it has already been unlocked but every time you hear god's word it activates within you and it starts overflowing from within your heart it starts overflowing you already have eternal life within you but let it flow streams of living waters let it flow let it flow in jesus name let the word of god awaken that reality the kingdom of peace the kingdom of joy the kingdom of righteousness let it be awakened in your life right now come on by his word let it be activated right now flow into it streams of living waters flow flow yes come on come on open your mouth open your mouth and access it by faith Access it by faith. Streams of living waters flow. Streams of living waters flow. Streams of living waters flow. The well of eternal life. The well of eternal life. Come on, access it by faith. Open your mouth because your mouth is the gateway to your heart. Open your mouth. Let it flow from your heart. Do not stay silent. Do not let this time pass. Open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need you. I want you to overflow in my life. Jesus, I want you to overflow in the power, in the authority of your kingdom. Let your kingdom reality overflow. Come on, come on. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Say, I need you, Jesus, to overflow. Oh, to be stopped, distracted. Oh, I don't want these distractions. I cancel these distractions in the name of Jesus to be awakened by the power of the gospel. To be awakened by the power of the gospel. The spirit of resurrection come alive. Yes. Every dead thing come alive in the name of Jesus. Ah, dead dreams come alive in the name of Jesus. Oh, kingdom desires, kingdom purposes. I speak deep passion of the kingdom birth in you right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Let it all flow. Let it all flow. Oh. Ah. Let it all flow. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, come on, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain. Let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates.
Do you know that you don't have to just barely make it in life? You just don't have to somehow survive. You are called to rule and reign. When God said, let us make man in our image, he created mankind for dominion. He created us for ruling and reigning. You are not meant for just surviving. You are called for rule and reign. You're called for rule and reign. And the Bible says the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness through that we can reign in life freely. You can reign in life freely. You don't have to pay a price. Jesus has paid the price. You can reign in life freely. And this reigning can be done not by your might, not by your power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. By the Spirit of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord, the same Spirit of God that was in Jesus is the same Spirit that is in you and has the potential to overflow from in and through your life. So come on, don't take this time lightly. Come on, go for it, go for it and say, Lord, I want you to overflow in my life. I want you to overflow in every area of my life. I just don't want to barely make it. I want to overflow in your life. Let streams of living waters flow. Let streams of living waters flow. I want to be a blessing to nations. I want to make disciples of all nations. I don't want to live a small-sized dream. I want to live God-sized dream. I want to fulfill the purpose and the mandate that God has desired for me, has destined for me. You have great desires. So come on, speak it. Speak your words out. Come on, if you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues. If you can't speak in tongues, come on, pray. Pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and that you will flow in streams of living waters. It will overpower you. It will, it will influence your mind. It will flood your emotions and that you will move into the next dimension. You are not called to live an earthly life. You are called to live a heavenly life on this earth. So come on, come on, declare in this place. Declare in this place, open your mouth out, open your mouth out for the spirit of faith speaks. The spirit of faith speaks. The spirit of faith speaks. So speak by faith. Speak boldly by faith. Speak boldly by faith. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. By your spirit. Yes, come on, come on. I see faith rising. I see faith rising. I see dead dreams coming resurrected. Ah, yes, the purposes of God coming alive. I see deep passion being birthed right now. Deep passion for the kingdom, not just to live selfish life, but deep passion for the kingdom. Yes. Ah, let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Yes. Yeah! 
that you have in your life I break it in the name of Jesus you are set free by the name of Jesus you are born of God and the one who is born of God overcomes the world don't you know greater is the one who is in you than who is in the world you are born of God the anointing of Jesus is enough for you to break the yoke so come on with me with me open your mouth and say i break the yoke of limitations over my life i break the yoke of limitations over my life i break the yoke of incapability over my life i break this yoke in the name of jesus every deception every deception of the enemy we cancel it in the name of jesus we speak the reality of jesus let your reality shine Oh, out of the darkness, let your light shine forth. Let your light shine forth. For a city that is lit cannot be hidden. A city that is on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the city on a hill. You are the light of the world. You cannot be hidden. The purposes of God has to come through in your life. Break forth into singing. Break forth into praise. Break forth into laughter. Break forth into joy. Oh, sing, oh, barren woman. Sing. Ah, sing. 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 Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, I speak unspeakable joy in your life right now. Unspeakable joy, yes. unspeakable joy. Yes. Come on, come on, let it come forth, let it come forth. Let it come forth, let it come forth. Yes, unspeakable joy. Joy that produces endurance in your life. Endurance, endurance, endurance to go through tests, but unhinged. Endurance to go through the fire, but completely not burnt and not burned out. The joy of the Lord, unspeakable joy of the Lord. Let it come forth. Come forth, yes. Come forth, yes. Ah. Come forth, yes. Ah. Yes. <laughs> 